The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what's shaking in the Florida panhandle today? Not a lot, Chris. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Do you know they had the, like, fifth largest snowfall in the history of January in Denver, Colorado, three days ago? And you weren't there. Chris, do you know it was 74 degrees and sunny? where I am three days ago. So one time that I missed Denver, Colorado, which isn't often, only dear friends, as I said, I don't miss big city, which I told you, and I absolutely don't miss the weather. And let me just put one more caveat into this, Chris. You've been to my house. My giant three and a half car garage driveway faced the north side. That snow will be there until May. <laughs> so that's that's the start of this year. I'm happy where I am. Um, settled in nicely. The weather's good. Interesting weather on occasion. But you know what? I've learned to adjust to Florida weather. Trust me. I'm not complaining too much today when it's going to be another 75 degree day. So when we talk about disability insurance, I just don't understand, again, why it's so complicated to go out and talk about the easiest. It's not the easiest. So we've already said all this, but to talk about a product that drives a family, and I'm not going to talk about a business, a family's entire life. Chris, you and I are, are, are not the youngest, but we're by far not the oldest. We're in our early 60s. Chris, could you still live without a paycheck, whether it's a retirement check, a work check, or where? Could you just stop having any money come into your home? Still need the money, brother. Yeah. And so, so Chris, tell me who doesn't. Everybody needs it. And there's, again, whether they're drawing it from the retirement savings or they're getting it from a paycheck or, you know, earnings from a business. I mean, people are still spending money, so they got to get it from somewhere. Exactly. So let's, let's drill down for a second and go back to the very beginning of what you and I did. And, and, and I think there's a couple of carriers out there that has either got a new product, if you will. Uh, Principal, I know, has a new product. And who did you mention just launched? Uh, Emeritus. And Emeritus, so good for them. They've launched a new product. But let's start with you on, will that make a difference? Do you think launching new products vis-a-vis price, provisions, or anything in between will impact sales from the last, we'll call it 48 months of flat sales for, you know, maybe we're going on year five in a row? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think what continues to happen when these carriers make product changes or op class changes or pricing changes all it does is it kind of shifts the current pie right so maybe they you know they have a something that is this price right or op class right and they get a bigger share of the pie again we've said this for many years mike is our our challenge as an industry is to grow the pie and then everybody gets to get the rewards of everything and and, and mike one of the things that i often think about it and you're as good as a person as i know to be able to get somebody to say yes to buying income protection. My question to you is this, when you get somebody in front of you and you're looking in their eyes, are you focused on the weeds, i.e. all the policy provisions? Is that your number one concern or do you do it differently? 
Never, Chris. And this goes back and harkens back to the beginning when we talked about this. And let me give you a, an easy analogy about myself. I recently had a friend get sick with colon cancer. I recently have had a friend pass. I recently had a mom's friend pass. Some younger, some went before, way before their time. Some, it was probably about the right time in life because they'd had a very productive life. And unfortunately, when dementia completely goes to Alzheimer's and you don't know where you are, but my point on this world, but my point is things have happened. So it prompted me to get off my lazy bottom and go get a full physical, which I did. And I did all of the 60 year old man physical stuff that you got to do. Fortunately, when you get a bill of clean health, Chris, you're a happy man. And not to go personal with Mike Cogno, but here's two things. When you have a colonoscopy, there's only two things that can happen. The doctor comes out, smiles at you and says, I'll see you in 10 years. Or the other one is, hey, can you come into my office for a second? Chris, which one of those statements do you want? I want him to have the biggest smile on his face ever. And say, I'll see you in 10 years. Because the other one might not be nearly as good. That being said, I had one little blip in this wonderfully beat up old body. And the blip was, and I've had this most of my adult life, I just haven't done a lot about it, is I had a little bit of hypertension. So the doctor says, I think what we need to do is get a blood pressure medication. So Chris, I finish my physical, I go to Publix, which is the pharmacy, obviously, like anywhere else now around here, whatever store, get my prescription, and now I take one pill, tiny, tiny little pill once a day. Chris, this has an analogy that has to do with what you talk about getting in the weeds. Do you think I asked the doctor what I was going to be taking? I don't think you did, Mike, nor do I think you asked him to spreadsheet your options. You just probably took it and say, okay. No, Chris, you don't know me that well. You know I'm so analytical. What I actually did is said I want to go by price. I want to go by size of pill. Smaller the better. So show me the nine from nine to one, the biggest to the smallest. And then I want to know milligram dose. And then I want to know whether they're going to upset my stomach, which one doesn't. Chris, are you kidding? I, to this day, couldn't tell you what I'm taking other than it's so small I can barely see it. I And if I looked at the prescription itself, and people were probably saying, you know, not paying attention. Chris, I probably couldn't pronounce it anyway, right? Whatever it is, I probably can't pronounce it. And if it's generic, Chris, I absolutely don't know what it is because it wasn't on TV. <laughs> so there, there, there's my point about getting into the weeds. Why would I do that? The same is true with disability insurance. There's going to be a bunch of different provisions, new language. Does the new language change the need is what I want everybody to take away from our conversation here this morning. Does new language or new pricing, vis-a-vis -vis goes up or goes down in price, Chris, does it change the need is the question I want any listener to ask yourself today. Does it change the need? You know, Mike, it's a, it's a great point because when you, you take the, the doctor prescription analogy, when you go through what you went through, you had confidence in the expert. And my analogy is, is that the producer is the expert because let's face it, Mike, Nobody understands what's in the in the disability policy. Sure, a doctor or a dentist might say, hey, does it protect me in my occupation or my specialty? But they don't say, hey, go through the residual indexing provision for me, right? That's all that they, they've heard is just ONOC. So again, they're relying on the expert. And I guess the, the key point here, Mike, is our producers position themselves as the expert. And then, Mike, I want to add one more thing. I know this is one of your favorite We've talked about this in the past, 
about taking our car in for brake repair. And, you know, (laughs) and then the the person, the, the mechanic says, you need new brakes. You know, and what we typically do is we first thing out of our mouth is a four letter word because we didn't anticipate having to do it. And then the next question is, when can I pick it up? We don't, again, say, hey, give me a spreadsheet of all the different brake pads that are my options. We just basically say that four letter word. How much is it going to cost and how, when can I pick it up? So the point being is in society, the auto mechanic has more credibility than the advisor or producer which is crazy. And I think so much of this has to be with the confidence and the competence that we show with our our prospects and our clients that we, in fact, are the expert. And Mike, you have another line regarding that. When I, I always remember when you talk about, I'm going to get the very best policy for blank. Why don't you talk about that for just a second? Chris, let's finish the uh, mechanic and the brakes. Very good point. Let's finish that. When you show up and you give them your credit card or her and you pay, he hands you the keys. Chris, you and I used to laugh about this at seminars because I, I we do this back and forth thing together. And I go, do you give the keys back and say, right now, I want you to drive across this parking lot as fast as you can possibly go. And right before you get to your big giant fence, I want you to slam on the brakes because I want to make sure they work before I get in the car. Has anybody you ever met in your life done that? Nope. We take the keys and drive off. So we trusted implicitly what that mechanic that does brakes completely, completely trust the mechanic that does brakes. We put our full faith and confidence, not only for ourselves, but anybody getting into our car, including our children. So think of yourself as that Mr. or Miss Goodrich, that you are the expert. And there's plenty of places to learn the policies. The other thing that when you're talking to somebody, sales idea, and let's use a doctor, it's the easiest, but this can go for anybody, Chris. And and you're exactly correct. This is what I've been doing for probably 15 years, at least. It just popped into my head one day because I was talking to a guy I know not well, orthopedic surgeon. I was with a broker. I actually kind of knew the orthopedic, not not like my friend, but he actually worked on me. So my broker, because I, I really, you know, don't do retail, had one of my really good guys go with me. And he goes, well, what about the language? Is this got, and I just stopped right there, let him finish. He's like, does this reg oh, knock? And he's asking the questions, does pay me a specialty? And I said, listen, you're an orthopedic surgeon. This we know. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. And I'll give you my exact words. We're going to build the best damn policy for an orthopedic surgeon that exists. Because we know what to do. Are you all right with that? And Chris, the answer was one word. Yes. We're going to build a policy for an architect. And we will build the best policy for an architect that's in the market. Are you okay with that? You've now not only complimented them on their hard work for their career and what they've done to get to where they are, but you've also told them, you know what the heck you're doing. And so I'll just go get it done. And that's all you have to say. So from a sales idea perspective, not getting into the weeds, you can go do this. You can call Chris, Mike, and a, and a multitude of people that are DI experts across America and say, okay, I've got an orthopedic surgeon. What do they need? And I, Chris, after since doing this, you've been doing it longer than me. And I started at the end of 1987. I can tell you exactly what an orthopedic surgeon needs. And I can actually do another quote that tells you what the extras are for cost. And then they can decide because they're smart enough. But the base program that we build will totally suffice for an orthopedic surgeon. I will build it. And what you're going to get is the best policy available for an orthopedic surgeon. 
Yeah, Mike, I think one of the things that I want to point out is that when we're talking to the prospect or customer, we got to stay out of the weeds. But as an agent or advisor, we need to know what that product is, whether we are a DI expert and we know intuitively, or we do go to a resource like a, a broker's general agent to ask those questions. So the point isn't that we disregard policy language. The point being is don't get stuck with policy language in getting them to shake their head. What was it? The bobblehead, Mike? Yeah, until the bobblehead goes up and down because they really don't go sideways as well as they go up and down. Until the bobblehead shakes shakes its head, which is 110 because you hit it on top and it goes up and down, which in our world is yes, across the globe. You don't do anything until the bobblehead moves. And by doing that, you've now given yourself the opportunity for the client to say yes. Along those same lines is weed on product provisions. There's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff from a couple of carriers. It won't be all that explosive, if you will. And it also doesn't change the need, Chris. I go back to this every time. I sell one product more than most. And sometimes it can be 10% more. So it can be 1100 versus 1000 Somebody asked me why. And it's it's the reason is, is I have total confidence in the 1100. That's why it's not I'm not selling it to make more money or make anybody more money. I'm just more comfortable with that. My point is, if you, if it's 1100, Chris, or 1300 or 1000, any of those three numbers, easiest question again, sorry to start the year this way. Easiest question, Chris, does it change the need? Nope. No. See, it, it doesn't change the need. It just does not change the need. So we really do, you know, when it starts, how long it lasts, what they get and what it costs. We've just done two of these. But the need never changes. The need doesn't change regardless of price or regardless of provisions. You know, if you can't get DI because you're a state trooper, Chris, if you can get a cancer policy or a critical illness, I think you should get it, don't you? Sure. I mean, if you can get one of the cancer policies that takes care of ABC, knowing how many people get cancer, or you can get one of those critical illness for stroke, heart attack, why would you not? Go ahead and get it. It's a good thing to have. It's still income protection, right? You know, Mike, it's interesting. I don't know how many people I've talked to in the last three to five years that had one of those conditions, heart, stroke, cancer, whatever it happens to be, right? And And they always laugh at me and they go, Shit, if I had a, had a cancer policy, I would have gotten $75,000. And, and, and yet those policies aren't sold with, you know, nearly the frequency that a lot of carriers think that they should. But that's a whole nother episode, probably. But yeah, if, if there's something there, it's risk protection, correct? And you right. have to determine as an individual what risk protection products you need based upon your particular circumstances and what your future looks like. And there's not one, one right answer you know, in one product to, to take care of everything. And, and that's well put, Chris, really well put. There isn't one right. That's why, you know what, you don't have to be, again, the agent expert and start doing this. You have to learn the bobblehead because there are people all over the United States of America. And if you're looking for somebody in your region, again, feel free to call me. Nobody does, but feel free to give me a call. And I will tell you somebody in your part of the world that's really, really good that says, uh, I'm about to write an orthopedic surgeon and I'm not really sure what they need. It's my first cousin. And that person is no different than I am, Chris. They may speak differently and slower, but I got to tell you, they'll go, you know what? And if you tell them, I need the best policy that you can get for an orthopedic surgeon, because that's what I told the orthopedic, Chris, it will happen. It will happen. Well, maybe that's the theme of 2023, Mike, for us, the bobblehead versus the weeds. 
I couldn't agree more, Chris. And we're not talking about the weeds in Colorado. We're talking about the bobblehead and the weeds. Real talk. Mike, great, great chatting with you today. I look forward to our next episode. Happy 23, my friend. We'll do this way more often. We had to take a little time off because of moves, settling, and getting to new places. But I think we're up and ready to go for 23. So thank you for everything. Look forward to it, Mike. Thanks.